Finance rules of thumb, not always true, but usually true. On today's show, investment and retirement rules of thumb, everyone should know. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome once again to your retirement. Chuck Caton here, and it is the uh, time to visit with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. With their over 20 years of experience, they've got a retirement lifestyle review for you because it is all about your retirement. And in studio, we have Sam Dual, we have Annie Schooler, and Luke Van Abel, and uh, lady and gentlemen. Uh, I guess we talk about rules of thumb here as uh, an approximate method for doing something based on practical experience uh, rather than theory. So, uh, what we have here is a bunch of them related to uh, investing in retirement. And of course, in this climate, Sam, uh, we've got a lot of questions here and a lot of uh, little axioms that we want to talk about. So uh, what do we do here? We look for index funds or individual stocks in this climate. Oh, for the for the average person, absolutely index funds. There's not there's no question about that. Um, you know, if you have a favorite stock or something, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, individuals are typically, well, just to be blunt about it absolutely horrific at uh, choosing individual stocks so i would say don't handpick stocks just use good index funds instead it's very simple it's very effective and you can cover a very broad spectrum of different potential events yeah so i guess you don't ask uh, grandma grandpa uncle or aunt or uh, next door neighbor what you're gonna uh, you know do you got a good tip for me or something like that but uh, it doesn't work that way right andy and uh, again uh, don't try to compete with the big boys i guess is another truism well, it is. I'm, you know, from a standpoint of if you work a full-time job that isn't in the financial industry, um, I wouldn't do it if you aren't considering the ability to, to lose that money. Maybe just have a small little yeah. account off to the side. Um, it, it's really, really one of those things that everything moves so fast in nanoseconds today that it, there's no way that you can stay abreast on what's going on. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really different, right? Isn't it, Sam? I mean, remember those uh, days of uh, non-electronic trading? You had to call your broker. Oh, and, sure, yeah. You know, yeah, do absolutely. it. Then they'd submit it. You don't even know what time they'd submit it. You hope they did. And you don't know what time the, uh, the, the actual purchase or the sale would go through, right? I mean, a lot of things have changed. Yeah, and they see these, you know, you see these ads and you, you hear programs where they talk about, oh, trading options programs and stock trading academies and things like that. And it's like, uh, you are not going to beat the big boys. It's no one has ever done it. I mean, I would I would challenge any of those people that are doing those things to show me third-party verified data that you beat the big boys because you're not going to do it. You just don't have the resources. Over more than you know, a period that's you know, not 33 yeah, months or yeah, something. Yeah, like 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like you did it once out of 300 attempts. It's yeah, like that, there that's hardly success. All right. So tell me, Luke, what's the, the tried and true rule that you should keep in mind? Well, one of the tried and true rules, and it's just kind of a math formula, is the rule of 72, and that is um, to help you just kind of determine how quickly your money will double. So if you take 72 and divide it by your annualized rate, so if you had um, an 8% rate of return, then that would mean that that money would double every nine years. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at how far are you up from retirement um, and what's sort of your risk appetite and um underlying sort of expectation with returns that can give you an idea of how quickly your money will double. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. And, and I guess why do we even think about doubling our money? I guess we should think about tripling or quadrupling our money, but uh, we don't want to get greedy, I guess. So, uh, And one of those things we have to avoid, Sam, is uh, keeping uh, emotions out of it and skipping uh, emotional investment decisions. So you can't do that. So you can't take that advice from a next door neighbor. You can't be emotional when things go down. 
and it's awfully hard to do. That's that is why we say don't try to beat the professionals because you're just you know you're whistling you're just whistling past the graveyard. Um, guy named Jack Bogle, which uh, a lot of people don't know who that was, but uh, he was actually uh, he was an American investor. He was a business magnate. He was a philanthropist, but he also just happened to be the founder and chief executive of uh, the Vanguard Group, and he is actually cre- uh, credited with creating the first index funds. And he had a very very simple saying: Don't do something just sit there and that is that is a rule that those of you that watch your accounts every day that watch it every 35 minutes you should adopt that rule you should put it in your mind and you should basically lock yourself out of your own accounts because i i meet you i talk with you you're obsessed with these things and you absolutely drive yourselves out of your minds looking at these accounts every 30 minutes, watching the wild gyrations, when the reality is you're going to do absolutely nothing with that account except look at it. So the question is, if you don't have an actionable plan in your mind with what you're going to do with this data, why are you looking at it? Yeah, absolutely. And you can get that kind of plan and get that uh, solace and that uh, confidence from uh, the fine folks uh, here at Dual Financial Strategies, whether it's Sam or Andy or Luke. At 866-203-7486. We're talking about, you know, you have a lot of time, Andy. That's the other thing. When you're retired and you're looking at your investments and wanting to uh, look at the market and look at these things because you've got so much time. But if you're still working, maybe that takes a little bit of time away from thinking about your investments, at least for the time being. But one of the things you have to think about is if you've got that 401k, we always implore people to get that employer match. Well, of course, take the free money. So if they're matching 3% or something like that, go ahead and at least put in there what you need to put in there to get the free money. So I don't know if you have access to a pension anymore. Those are kind of a thing of the past. Um, But if you have a 401k and they do match, then please, please participate in that. Um, As far as what you do outside, that can be a different story, but um, take the free money and run. All right, Luke, uh, let's talk about uh, taxation, because as we all know, when we have a portfolio, whether we're still working or in retirement, we don't own all that money. So you need to balance your pre-tax and post-tax investments as well, don't you? Yes, Chuck. You know, it's hard to know what future tax rates will be like when you retire. And so taking a balanced approach, just like, you know, you should with your investments, it's having a little bit in the pre-tax, having a little bit in the post-tax so that later on you've got the flexibility to choose where you take those funds from. All right. Let's talk, Sam, a little bit about uh, the other little um fee. It's not Uncle Sam, but it's it's certainly not an inanimate object either, although in some cases it could be, is the fees. It's the termites. Those are animate. But the other fees in in terms of portfolios uh, can eat at your uh, retirement uh, very, very easily in that chunk of money you keep. So keeping your costs low is imperative. Not only keeping them low, Chuck, knowing what they are, you know, right. I would say that fees fees are relative to what you're trying to accomplish. Um, If you're going to work with with a, a fee-based fiduciary investment advisory firm like ours, you're going to pay a fee for that. You know, we charge a fee for our services. The people that do the uh, the third-party investing for us charge a fee for their services. So the question has to be for you, is it providing a value? Are you getting what you're paying for? Uh, what I find many times is that I've, I've never ran into any of you that are completely against paying fees. You just want the, the firm to be transparent. You want to know what you're paying. You want to be able to look at what you're paying and say, hey, yeah, I'm making considerably more than what the people that I'm paying are making. So that's OK. But you talk about the termites, Chuck. That is very true. There are a lot of things out there today 
that are just riddled with fees that they don't even have to tell you all of them about it. Uh, you know, mutual funds are notorious. They, uh, they, uh, publish their expense ratios and things like that but it goes a lot deeper than that uh variable annuities oh my goodness uh, for those of you that own variable annuities that can hear my voice you got to get into the office so we can take a look at that i mean that is variable annuities uh in so far as um, savings instruments are concerned are probably the highest feed instruments that you could possibly be in i mean we have evaluated those things chuck that were carrying fees that were in excess of four and five percent wow well it's nigh on impossible for you to make any money because they're first in the buffet line so uh, they're insidious with their fees but yeah. you have to know the fees understand the fees and determine is the fee of value to you all right let's talk andy a little bit about other things that we need to consider say we're still working here and uh, again you've got to have discipline and not touch your retirement money uh, as much as you can you kind of that's what that emergency fund i guess is for that would be true. It is tempting to dip into that long-term savings for important current needs, but fight that urge. You will thank yourself later. I mean, just the taxes and penalties alone. If you dip into your 401k and you're below the age of 59 and a half, well, you've got your current income tax bracket, plus you've got a 10% penalty that comes off the top of that. So, you know, you could be in the 30% range um, as to how much you're going to pay between taxes and fees for pulling money out. So that's a you're saying goodbye to money really fast when you do that. All right, let's talk about another term here, Luke, uh, before we wrap things up with Sam here and uh, talk about that term rebalancing. What's so important about that and why should it be a part of your investing plan? Well, rebalancing is really important because as you know, we've seen pretty good market conditions the last two years prior to 2022 and you know, certain areas of the market are moving up faster than other areas and that can cause an imbalance. You know, those things are more heavily weighted and the challenge becomes starting to shift that concentration to a more um, balanced approach so that you can kind of reset your diversification level and ultimately lower your risk when you're coming into this season of retirement to make sure that um, your plan is on track for your goals. Absolutely. All right, we wrap it up here. I've got three kids. Uh, sometimes I'm wondering if I'm still working part-time for them or is it going to be for me? I guess you got to put yourself first, right, Sam? And again, inflation eats into your uh, portfolio. Uh, so wrap it up for us here and, and, and talk about the importance of putting one's self first in retirement. Well, it's critical and especially for you that are in your, you know, your your 40s and 50-somethings maybe, if you're trying to play catch up on that, you absolutely have to put yourself first. Look, put fund your, fund your retirement plans first, fund the college education second, because here's the thing, retirees don't get scholarships and retirees can't go get a Pell Grant and retirees can't <laughs> go get a government or a state funded loan to, to fund your retirement with. The kids can. The grandkids can so it's perfectly all right for you to put yourself first there chuck there's so many things that that you need to watch and these are like the little ones you know there's so many little things that can uh, really eat away at things so that's what that retirement lifestyle review is about I'd urge you to get into the office. I know a lot of you are nervous right now. The markets are very volatile. Uh, I'd urge you to get into the office now and let's talk you through this and just make sure, are you positioned correctly? Um, if you are, kind of maybe give you a little bit of uh, assurance that you're all right. But if you're not, 
this might be an opportune time for you to fix it. All right, and it's a no cost, no obligation, that visitation here with Sam, Andy, and Luke here at Dual Financial Strategies. To get that retirement lifestyle review, all you have to do is make that phone call right now. Pick up the phone and call 866-203-7486. And of course, Sam, who has penned the book, Purpose Determines Placement. He'll uh, talk a little bit more, uh, more about that later on, uh, about that, what that book is all about, uh, can be yours as well as you come in because they're independent and anywhere you are in the Fox Valley, you need to uh, seek out the advice of the, the, the fiduciaries who are interested in your retirement at Dual Financial Strategies, 866-203-7486. Again, 866-203-7486. And again, they'll steer you in that right direction in these volatile times. And they will encourage you to put yourself first in retirement with that retirement lifestyle review. Sam, what's coming up next? When we come back, be ready to answer this question. What does retirement look like for you and your spouse? There's no right or wrong answers. We'll break it down when we come right back. And we are back here on Your Retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton, sitting in with uh, the fine folks at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, and we're talking about Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Ambel, uh, who are all here at your service in the Fox Valley, whether you're in Green Bay or uh, the environs, anywhere uh, within the sound of our voices every single week, uh, we are here for you, and it's 866-203-7486. If you didn't catch that number before the break, that is it, to get your no-cost, no obligation review of your uh, retirement uh, situation as you head in at the retirement red zone. So imagine this now. Uh, remember, uh, we talk about that red zone. Say you and your spouse are uh, 50-something and you're sitting across from your financial advisor to talk about the big day when you want to walk out of the office for the last time, say ta-ta, and uh, maybe we'll, maybe they'll give you a couple of free tickets for a trip around the world or something like that, your co-workers, but suddenly becomes an episode of Green Acres where you, uh, anyone uh, want the farm and uh, she wants the big city, you're not on the same page maybe with your significant other, that could be uh, problematic. And that's when you realize that you've got to have a conversation about retirement and what it will really look like. And this is something, uh, Sam, that a lot of people don't know uh, they're going to go through until they actually sit down and have that candid conversation with uh, their spouse or significant other. And it start, you know, they always talk about uh, money being the root uh, not only of all evil but of uh, relationship problems so uh, budgeting you better be on the same page right with the uh, the person you're going to spend the rest of your uh, life with in retirement no absolutely it's and it needs to be a serious conversation this you know it's this is not one that you just want to do in a one-off uh, because candidly by the time we get to that point where we're looking at retiring, none of you are running a budget anymore. You know how much money's coming in the front door. You know how much money you're saving. You know that you have more money uh, left at the end of the month, whatever the case might be. But you got to remember, you're going to trade that money coming in the front door. You're going to trade a work source for a retirement source, pension source, social security source, whatever it might be. So you really have to have a handle on how much do you spend each month. So take a look at 12 months of income. 
Take a look at 12 months of, of, uh, of, um, of expenses. Is it sustainable? Can you get them to match up? Could you live off of that? Um, one that is uh, very critical, and we see this often, where only one of you is going to retire, and then the other one's going to work for another two or three years, and maybe you were not able to turn on Social Security. There could be a myriad of things, but think about that. It's actually a very good exercise. If you are going to retire, only one spouse is going to, six, eight, 10 months before you think that sec that first spouse is going to retire start living off of the second spouse's income see if that will work see how much of a monthly gap you have if you'll chart this over at least a six-month period you will have a much better idea of whether your retirement will be successful all right we're going to give andy the uh secondary uh, opportunity to uh, rebut this or uh, confirm this as far as being on the same page because it's all about your lifestyle you're going to live a long time right uh really uh, people are living longer and longer so uh, along with what sam says about the budget uh, uh, you've got to talk about what your lifestyle is going to be uh, and can you afford the lifestyle that you really want in retirement, correct? Well, you almost have to determine what your lifestyle, what you want your lifestyle to look like and then how much that's going to cost so that you can do a really accurate budget. Um, it's, it is so, so common today for people to live well into their 80s, into their 90s. In fact, the insurance companies have now started running life insurance out to age 120 because people are living beyond 100 and so this is not as uncommon as it used to be you are generally going to spend more money doing stuff that you enjoy doing in the first 10 years of your retirement that's when you feel good usually you have more time the latter part of your years starts getting expensive because of health care and how to take care of it so you have to sit down and spend a little bit of time and and really try and understand or figure out what your lifestyle is going to look like in these different phases. Um, if you haven't been taking care of aging parents or um, they're very healthy, you know, what does it look like for them? But again, a lot of times your parents had pensions and guaranteed sources of income, and that's not necessarily as common today. So just make sure that you do have some conversations about what you want your lifestyle to look like. Yeah, we're talking about being on the same page here in this segment with Dual Financial Strategies about uh, retirement and uh, making sure that uh, you uh, and your significant other, when you are in retirement, uh, want to have the same dreams, goals, and aspirations. And, uh, of course, uh, the way to finance that is to uh, sit down and make sure that you get that uh, uh, retirement lifestyle review uh, that you're going to have at no cost, no obligation when you come and visit uh, with Sam or Andy or Luke at 866-203-7486 at Dual Financial Strategies. All right, should I stay or should I go? Uh, Luke, that's a question that some people might have. Uh, maybe you won't have an answer for them because you're going to turn around and tell them, well, what do you want to do, Snub, uh, shovel snow the rest of your life here in the Fox Valley or do you want to go somewhere else like Texas or Arizona or Florida or even North Carolina uh, that's a big decision isn't it to uh, decide where with all the time you're going to have in retirement where you want to live it is a big decision and Chuck it hits close to home I'm not retiring anytime soon but my wife had the desire to uh, kind of live out that Green Acres um, <laughs> movie just over a year ago and so we moved overall we're enjoying the move but um it does hit close to home and couples do need to you know continue to discuss this area and understand you know each other what they're looking for um you know some some husbands some wives are a little bit more analytical and they need to experience different things to know what they want to do but continue to talk through it and listen to one another so that you can determine what's going to be best for you and you know will your shoulders hold up to all that shoveling 
here in the fine state of Wisconsin. Gotcha. Well, so Luke Van Abel is Eddie Albert, and his uh, wonderful wife is Jaja Gabor, I guess, is what I'm trying to get from that, from uh, uh, what you want to do in terms of retirement. Uh, the old Green Acres, as long as you're not, uh, who was their friend, uh, the guy with the southern accent? Anyway, I can't think Mr. of it. Mr. Haney. Mr. Haney. There you go. Thanks, Sam. And that leads me into Mr. Uh, Duell telling me a little <laughs> bit about some other decisions you have to make. Uh, you're closing in on retirement. Retirement, and I've just talked to a friend of mine, Sam, uh, who lives up in uh, uh, Eden or Egan, Minnesota, suburb of mm-hmm. St. Paul, sure. in Minneapolis. So yeah. same area, you know, a little bit, uh, well, 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 a little west of you guys. And, Purple uh, he, and yellow, but you know, we won't hold that against you. Yeah, him. I understand. Yeah, here's the deal with them. Yeah, I know. Instead of that green and gold, I, I know, and I'm I'm a green and gold guy myself. So good answer. W- when to take Social Security? That's the key, uh, right? I mean, uh, the bottom line is you're uh, he wants to retire at 62 and I said well wait a minute you're gonna have to think about your health care oh I didn't think of that but another big decision is when to take Social Security uh, Social Security is a big decision and and Social Security is, is often a very emotional decision for people because we say oh well you know by golly I paid into it I'm gonna I'm gonna get my money back out of it um, and then we go online and people will do these social security calculators and right now there are about 567 different ways that a married couple could take social security um, but rather than getting bogged down on all of that what you got to do is just have a really realistic conversation about when do we need the money uh, at what level do we need the money and you know in some cases it might make sense for uh, for the lower earning spouse to go ahead and take their sooner while the the higher earning spouses social security continues to roll up on those delayed retirement credits and maybe they take it a little later but chuck the one thing that always surprises people when they talk to us that they've never ever considered before is making the decision on when to make take social security in relation to how much have you saved in your qualified retirement accounts in your iras and your 401ks because there is an optimal amount to have in those iras and 401ks at age 72 in order to pay the least amount of taxes possible and people never think about that they never think about the secondary implications there but we believe very much in broad spectrum planning and looking at all of the considerations rather than just trying to do things uh, line at a time or in a vacuum. All right, uh, Andy, being on the same page with a spouse, a significant others, what we're talking about here as we wrap things up, there are some risks that you have to uh, look out for in retirement because it may not be all roses. I think you touched on it before with health care and uh, things that uh, later uh, in retirement could be a concern, but you've got to be aware of other retirement risks you do I'm you know the big one that everybody I think talks about of course is the financial risks or the market risks but even the best laid retirement things can go a little bit wrong and that's why we talk about having a plan so often that is flexible um, because you need to talk about what will happen when issues arise how much risk are you willing to accept but really the accept thing comes down to How much risk do you actually have to take? How much pressure do you have to put on your portfolio? If you only have a small gap that you need to cover, then do you need to be taking a ton of risk in your portfolio? I will usually go with no, you don't. I mean, why do you need to take more risk than than is required of you in order to get what you need done? Absolutely. it It might take a number of conversations and, you know, some research and some help and things like Sam's book that can help 
you walk through some of those steps and thinking about different topics that you may not have considered. Um, and it is tough conversations at times and, and you can be on the different page um, with your spouse. Most people that we run into are usually on the same page, which is refreshing and nice. Um, we don't run into too many people that are completely opposite. All right. Uh, so don't be on the hardcover uh, version or uh, while the other one's on the paperback version, I guess, Sam. And uh, with Andy saying uh, about your book, maybe you can amplify on what it means for purpose uh, determines placement. Yeah, very specifically, Chuck. That's the reason I named the book that Purpose Determines Placement is because we often find, kind of like we were talking about with Social Security, that people will make decisions based upon fragments of information or, I mean, candidly, they'll make decisions based upon a sales pitch that they got from somebody. But what I want you to do is I want you to look at every aspect of your retirement, every aspect of it, not just the investment part of it. I'm talking about Social Security. I'm talking about taxes. I'm talking about Medicare. I'm talking about all of these things. I want you to look at that in the aspect of what is the purpose of that particular part of my retirement, because that will determine how it gets placed. What's the purpose of the Social Security? That determines when it gets taken out. What's the purpose of the investment? How's that going to benefit me? That determines whether you put it in your portfolio or not. So, and Chuck, we are, uh, we're just about on the uh, second printing of that. So we've got great new refreshed information. We would uh, urge everybody to get a copy of that book because it is a great guide to get you to and three retirement. Absolutely. And the way you can reach Sam or Andy or Luke is uh, by giving them a call right now. No cost, no obligation to make that appointment to talk uh, with the folks at Dual Financial Strategies because it is your retirement. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. You'll get a retirement lifestyle review that you're looking for with all the experience uh, over a score of years of experience uh, with Sam and Andy and Luke uh, here at Dual Financial strategies. Once again, it's 866-203-7486 to make that appointment anywhere you are in the Fox Valley to uh, talk about your retirement because it is so important. Got to take a break, Sam. What's coming up in the next segment? When it comes to retirement planning, there are plenty of options. No matter what you choose, you need to make sure that you've got all of your bases covered. We'll help you do that and more when we come back. We're back on your retirement. Chuck Caton with you, along with uh, the folks at Dual Financial Strategies. We're talking Sam Dual in studio. Andy Schooler's here, and so is Luke Van Abel. And anywhere you are, from Appleton to Green Bay, anywhere in the Fox Valley, remember these are independent people who uh, have your best interest in mind. They're not going to be giving you a sales pitch that uh, Sam talked about earlier that maybe some of the competitors, maybe some people that you've seen in the past. And if you're looking for that second opinion as you approach retirement, or even if you're in retirement, right now and uh, are not feeling very comfortable, 866-203-7486 is the number to reach dual financial strategies. Well, uh, there are planners, as Sam said, there are advisors, there are brokers, there are agents. We're not going to ask Sam, Andy, or Luke to... uh, Uh, identify or maybe define each of those, or maybe they'll want to, but it's a list of people who will want to help you manage your retirement portfolio. And that is for sure. Whether you call them one thing or another, uh, the question is, which one is right for you? So let's see uh, if we can uh, help you wade through the hype and get to the nitty gritty and make sure that you've got the plan that you need when it comes to your retirement. And again, we talk about all these different things, Sam, uh, but it boils down to income planning. I don't care if you're talking about an advisor or 
broker or an agent. It's a fiduciary, I think, that has your best interest in mind as the client. And so income planning is key. That's very true, Chuck. And you know, it even goes beyond that. It even goes beyond the best interest standard. It goes beyond what is it that these people do every day. It goes to the to the to the matter of focus. I believe what is their focus every day? Because it, no offense intended to anyone, but if you're trying to be a jack of all trades and you are going to do retirement planning, it's not going to work out for very well for you as a customer because you simply cannot absorb the depth and the breadth of knowledge that is required in order to be able to help you make good retirement decisions. That's why we've made it a point for the last two decades to focus on retirement. And it's one of the number one comments that we get, Chuck, from people. They say, you know what? I've learned more from you in about retirement in the last hour in our first meeting than I learned from my previous person in the last 15 years. It's not that the previous person was bad or that they, anything like that. It's just that they didn't focus on the topic that was important to you at that point in time. So you have to break it down and say, I want somebody to talk to that knows, understands, and is in the retirement mode at a very, very deep and comprehensive level. First thing you got to think about, income. You've spent decades saving for retirement. Now you got this big old pile of money sitting out there. What do you do with it? Well, it's going to have to become a reliable source of income for you. You're still going to have month-to-month expenses for the rest of your life. It's just that they're going to get tweaked a little bit. But the type of area you should be talking uh, with an advisor about, Social Security maximization. When do you do this? How do you do this in relation to the other investments that you've got? Income and expense analysis. We call that your gap. Are you going to have a significant spending gap in proportion to your income? Inflation. We're experiencing it right now. What plans or what conversations have you had with the people you're working with right now about inflation? I'm going to guess it's absolutely none. It needs to be a part of your plan. What about the surviving spouse? What's going to happen if you pass away and your surviving spouse is left out there? Are they taken care of in the plan before the event ever occurs? Longevity protection. Again, are you just whistling past the graveyard and hoping none of these things ever happens to you? Or do you actually have an actionable, comprehensive plan in place that says, no, if something happens to one of us, a chronic illness, something of that nature, we have it factored into our long-term income plan. Investment planning. Are you an investor? Are you a saver? Do you need to have guarantees in place? Do you need to have principal protection in place? What risk levels are you? All of these things come into play when it comes to investment planning. But folks, it's not investment purchasing. It's not buying a product. It's not liking a slick sales brochure. This is about planning and that planning needs to be malleable and it needs to be something that is ever changing to suit and meet your needs. Once you've got that income, then you've got to talk about remaining assets for what you're going to do with that. And Andy, uh, from well, dovetailing to what Sam just said, you have to assess what your risk tolerance is when you do all of those type of things. Because when you're talking about investments, as Sam says, you're not just picking stocks and things. You've got to have a plan and you got to know uh, what your, uh, your appetite is for risk. Well, and how do you figure that out? You know, we use a tool called Riskalyze, and you can go onto our website, dualstrategies.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there is a little button that you can push, and you can actually take a risk assessment, and you can start to find out if you 
um, are actually comfortable with what your risk is. That's one of the hardest things to establish, I believe, for people is that there's not been a numeric way to understand what your risk is at this point in time. Well, now there are tools out there that we can do that. When we come and, and sit down with you and go through your portfolio, um, what's awesome is that we are actually able to take your existing portfolio positions and also apply them into Riskalyze and find out what their specific risk is so that you can get a good benchmark of are you actually in line with your accounts in your risk tolerance or are you actually not in line which we find so often is that oh you feel like you're something and you might be a, a 37 or a 38 on the risk meter which is from 0 to 99 99 being highest octane but your accounts might be set up as a 75 and you had no idea and that's really tough because you can't necessarily pick up the phone and get um, help or advice from the 401k provider that is you know coming in and talking to you they're really not allowed to give you advice so that makes it very difficult of you know where do you go to get this information we've done it for a number of people coming in who we may not be able to help because you're not yet ready to retire but we can certainly help you with your 401k um, and just give you some insight as to whether that lines up and maybe help you pick some better choices within that um, but that's definitely something that you need to address because risk is a huge deal, especially when you're nearing retirement. You do not want another 2008 to happen and vaporize your accounts just before you're ready to retire. Absolutely. That is uh, a death for your portfolio, that's for sure. And so is taxes, Luke, right? Uh, assessing your taxable nature of your current holdings is very, very uh, crucial. Yeah, the tax nature of of everything right because you know sam talks about income planning and each of the pieces he talks about from social security to pension that's all taxable and this is this is like the elephant in the room that uh, a lot of people aren't thinking about as they go into retirement and the beauty of it is we don't have control over the tax rates but we do have control over the amount of income that we take based on how much budgeting we have and so there's an incredible amount of opportunity here um when you're doing retirement planning, when you have a retirement lifestyle review, um, first and foremost with, you know, IRA planning. And I think the thing that comes to mind there is, you know, what portion of your overall assets are pre-tax, what are post-tax? So having a good blend of the two, realizing that, you know, additional money while you're working can be put into the IRA um, to reduce some of your tax liability. Another area to focus on is strategizing ways to include tax deferred or even tax free money into your plan. So you're diversifying your investments, also diversify your holdings in the types of accounts that you have so that later on, if you're bumping up against the tax bracket, you've got some flexibility with which how you pull those funds out of that account. And we also want to strategize which tax category um, to draw income from first, potentially reducing your risk burden. This can be counterintuitive. We see people all the time that just reach in and pull money out. That's not an income plan. Um, and there's, there's some easy things you can do to make sure that funds are pulled out uh, strategically with tax taxes in mind and I think it's important to realize that when we look at tax rates over the last few years and not everybody is really aware of even how our how our tax system works so educate yourself on that um, this is something that um, we're happy to go over with you um, when you come into our office because if you don't understand how the system works then it's really challenging to make decisions around that 
Another area to focus on is discussing ways to leverage your qualified money to leave tax-free dollars to your beneficiaries. If you have children, if you have charities that you would absolutely like a portion of your funds to go to or maybe all of them, you know, passing those on in a tax-free manner. There's some unique tools available depending on what your ultimate goal is there, um, but purpose should determine the placement and where those funds go. And the final piece uh, when we're talking about taxes is that healthcare planning. And this is the biggest unknown for people before 65 years old, what will it cost? Uh, what will the tax implications be? But don't be afraid to sit down with someone, ask some questions, and get a plan in place to ensure that uh, you're not paying more than your fair share of taxes going into retirement. All right, so Sam, let's wrap it up by saying you better have, as uh, Luke just mentioned, a legacy plan and an estate plan uh, that also uh, considers uh, minimizing taxes. Just make sure that you're getting all of the things that you have acquired during your life, your money, your possessions, to that next generation in the most tax-efficient manner possible. And we find, Chuck, especially with the new IRA rules for passing uh, an IRA or a qualified retirement plan to a non-spouse beneficiary, that's all changed in the last couple of years. Uh, it's been it's made it much more difficult to do it in a tax efficient manner for the receiving party so these are all things that we'll talk about in a retirement lifestyle review what we recommend that you do is write your questions down write your concerns down write your hopes and dreams down and let's get together take about an hour you can see us in our appleton office you can see us in our green bay office and it really is just a very casual laid-back environment where you can talk about what you're trying to achieve in the privacy of our offices and we can let you know are you on track are you going to make it are you not going to make it hey if you're looking at making a change maybe you're not exactly happy with where you're at right now maybe you've had the same advisor for many years but you're kind of questioning whether their qualifications will get you through retirement with them we're happy to have that conversation the one thing i promise you if you're doing okay where you're at if you're happy where you're at I'll tell you, stay where you're at. Keep doing what you're doing. You're just fine. You don't need me. But if you want to have the conversation about whether we might be a fit for you, we'll have that conversation as well. Whatever makes you the most comfortable and gets you into retirement feeling the way that you want to feel. Absolutely, because it's your retirement, and that's what Sam's all about. Andy and Luke as well. From Green Bay to Appleton, as they mentioned before, anywhere to Fox Valley, it's 866-203-7486. And remember that it's no cost, no obligation to sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke for that hour to get educated, to uh, ask the questions that you need and get that retirement lifestyle review for you. Once again, it's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. We've got to take a break. It's question and answer time, right, Sam? Indeed it is. And when we come back, we've got some questions from you and some fun facts about retirement. We'll be right back. We're back in it's question and answer time here for Dual Financial Strategies. Chuck Caton here. Happy to be uh, every week with Sam Dual and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel. And with uh, their over 20 years of experience uh, here as independent uh, people who uh, have your best interest in mind. They are uh, fiduciary standard supreme because it's your retirement and they'll give you the best advice. 866-203-7486 is the number in case you missed it before the break. Make that phone call right now to make that appointment to visit with them at no cost and no obligation. All right, Sam, we're ready to go, and uh, you're ready to tackle some questions here along with uh, Luke and Andy? 
You bet. Let's see what we got. Well, let's go to De Pere, and we've got Charlie there. And he says, do I need to move my investments uh, if I've recently moved from one state to another? Because I've got several investment accounts that have been uh, managed by my previous financial advisor. And these accounts uh, that he manages includes an IRA, 529 plans for my grandchildren, and a taxable account. I'm 70, and I've been retired for about 10 years now. Now, the state uh, where my investments are currently held has state income tax and the new state I live in does not so are there any tax implication or any tangible things that I have to think that would uh, adversely affect my retirement investments now uh, that I live in this new non-tax state Hey, Charlie, that's a good question. Uh, and the answer to the question is no, you don't have to do anything. Uh, if you're comfortable with your current advisor, if if you have a good relationship there, uh, if they're giving you good advice, then there's really nothing that you have to do. The fact that you have gone from one state to another uh, doesn't affect them at all. There's only There's only two instances really that you would need to talk to the advisor about number one you just have to make sure you said they're managing your accounts if they do that uh you know as an investment advisor representative you have to make sure that he's qualified uh and okay to uh, represent you in that new state uh folks that do what myself and andy and luke do we don't have to be uh, specifically registered in every state we have to have a home state and then there's a special rule that you can only have so many accounts uh, for someone that lives in another state so you'd want to check that to make sure that they're okay there and they absolutely would want to make sure you did that too and then if you're working with annuities or anything like that or any sort of insurance investments uh, or insurance savings accounts you the, the, the person would want to make sure that they were licensed there but no you know charlie if you want face to face and you like that personal touch uh, you could certainly shop for another advisor, but if the one that you have now is providing you with uh, the services that you need, there's no technical reason that you would have to do anything different. All right, let's go to Chester now uh, in New London, and Andy, uh, he wants to know, how do you withdraw money from your portfolio once you're retired? It sounds like a simple question. Now, if you've got a portfolio uh, and I want to withdraw 4% every year, do you just sell enough shares to get that 4% to try to gain enough income to build that back up, or am I making it harder than it really is? Well, good question, Chester. Um, there are several questions I guess I would ask back to you. So do you have an income gap? Like why why the specific 4%? Do you need to pull 4% out? I'm not sure what funds that you have or what type of account this is coming from. So, so that also can be a bit of a um, needed information in order to answer the question real directly. I, like I said, I don't I don't know how old you are, and I'm not sure what your needs are. Um, you know, there can be tax implications for doing that. So, what's the What's your goal with the money? Is it just to get it out of your qualified plan? Is it coming from a Roth IRA? Is it coming from savings? Like. What are you trying to accomplish and, and how much of an income gap do you actually have if you have one? So those are all questions that I would kind of push back a little bit, but it doesn't sound like you really have a plan. Um, and that could be somewhere to start is just sitting down, going through all of your assets, establishing what it is that you truly need um, so that you can actually have a plan going into it that would work better for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's a reality that, that many of you, uh, you come to us and you ask us those questions all the time. Well, how do I get the money out of the account? Mm -hmm. You spent the last 40 years putting the money in the account. <laughs> the, the, the idea of taking it out is completely foreign, but um, 
that is a legitimate question that people ask all the time. How do I get the money out of the account? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a question when I first started doing this with my 401k, and then I rolled it over to an IRA, and I, I asked a stupid question. What's a qualified account, and what's a non-qualified account? Uh, you know, yes, things like that's that you can common. educate people on. And uh, I've learned a lot over the last several years when uh, I've been working with people like you. Uh, let's go, Luke, now to Danny. He's in Hortonville, uh, transferring money from my 401k to my Roth 401k. I did it in error. Can I move those funds back without a penalty? Or will this error have to be recorded as income? Hi, Danny. Thanks for writing in. It's always hard to write in when we've made a mistake, but we appreciate it and your honesty. Um, so what was basically done there is you recharacterized your uh, account funds. So you move them from one type to another, and that has been eliminated. eliminated. So you can't go once it's in the 401k, you can't recharacterize it back into the traditional 401k any longer. In the past, you could move back and forth. You could start out the year, do that. And if it didn't make sense, you know, later in the year, as things transpired with your tax situation, you could flip it back. But now it's been eliminated. So that's, um, you know, without knowing more of the details of what's going on here, it appears that this will be a taxable event that will be difficult if not impossible to fix unless the error was done you know by somebody else you, you did kind of throw yourself under the bus there um but if the custodian or the employer made the error that you know that's a little bit of a different story but yes this will then be counted as taxable income so you'll want to factor that in when you go into um have your taxes completed yeah, that's a big mistake, especially if it was a lofty figure, right, Luke? I mean, you can get into right. real trouble and move from one tax bracket to another conceivably if, if you put enough in there. So, well, sorry, Danny, but those are the uh, facts. Uh, and now we'll go to Shano, and Jay is there. And Sam, he wants to know, I'm self-employed with approximately $1.2 million in various IRAs and 401ks and a couple of annuities as well. And I've got another $250,000 in liquid savings, and I'll probably never fully retire. But I fear that taking a major hit on my account is coming. I'm turning 68. My wife's going to be 65 this year. So do you have some suggestions for allocation and diversification of this portfolio? Um, yeah, a couple of things that I would say, Jay. Nothing specific, obviously, because I, you know, I don't know you or your situation. But uh, I think something you might benefit from uh, immediately would be uh, just taking that risk alize analysis. You can go to our website, dualstrategies.com. That's just d-u-e-l-l strategies.com and on that landing page that you hit there it's i think it's in the upper right hand corner <clears throat> there's a little gray button that says do you know your risk level uh and you can just punch on that button it takes you back it'll take you through a secured uh, you know go take you to a secured site for risk allies uh, and you can walk through that now you're welcome to come into the office and we could walk you through uh, one of those in a meeting too but i think the first thing you might want to figure out is you said uh, i fear taking a major hit on my portfolio but the real question is what is your definition of a major hit mm -hmm. you know some people taking a major hit on their portfolio might be losing 30 percent of it while other people taking a major hit might be losing five percent of it right so it sounds like you're well diversified you've got money across multiple different types of accounts uh, i would hope uh, that you are diversified across different asset classes and sectors within those um You've got a lot of liquid savings, so that's good. You've got a really great emergency account. But I would say that would be the place to start. Um, and then at that point in time, 
we could talk, have you come in for a uh, retirement lifestyle review and just see. I can take a look at allocations. We can take a look at diversification. We can actually run your portfolio through the Risk Ally software after you've taken the uh, the risk analysis and we can, can see how does it compare. Like if you take the Risk Allies and you come up and on a scale of 1 to 99, you're a 30, uh, but currently you're, uh, you're at risk accounts or structured at a 66, well, we can talk about what might be some beneficial changes for you. All right, very good answer there. And remember that number is 866-203-7486 to get that uh, uh, opportunity to uh, talk to Sam or Andy or Luke and also go on that website to find out what your uh, risk tolerance is. All right, Luke, final question comes from Howard. Uh, but it's a Lexus in Howard, not Howard in Alexis. I don't know if there is an Alexis, Wisconsin, is there, or anywhere in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan? I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure. not sure. No, but it's Howard is the city, and Alexis is the lady. And uh, she says, I'm getting ready to retire, and I'm currently uh, got a loan going for my 401k that I've taken out. Uh, my employer tells me that it's going to convert from a loan to a withdrawal upon my retirement, and it's going to be taxed or penalized. So if I take the money from an IRA to pay off a 401 K loan, would that be considered a rollover uh, since the money's going to a 401k? If so, uh, would it therefore not be subject to penalties from the IRA withdrawal? Wow, this is a tangled web, isn't it? Yes, Alexis, you've really uh, threw out a challenging one there uh, for me today. But um, so a little bit on the whole loan scenario inside of a, a 401k. Typically, a loan that's not repaid according to the terms when the loan was taken out or in your case when you ultimately go to retire um, you're deemed sort of in this default stage where you'll often have a window of time where that has to be repaid but then at some point 30 60 days depending on the plan and each plan is different you know then you kind of go into this default status um, your um, your plan will state you know how that'll be taxed and what the implications will be but um, you want to check to see if there's any penalties within your own program in most cases you shouldn't see too much in the way of a, a penalty but something important to consider with this loan payment is uh, what's called the loan offset so when you retire you can actually roll your 401k into an IRA. And what that will allow you to do is, let's say, and I don't know value, so I'm just going to make some up here, but let's say you have $250,000 sitting inside of your 401k and you have a $25,000 loan balance. That loan offset would essentially transfer 225000 so the two fifty minus the loan, into an IRA. Now, the advantage to doing that is, of course, the loan is paid off, you know, problem number one sort of in check. And the other things are more control from a tax planning standpoint. Now that you've got those funds in an IRA, it opens up your investment options inside of the IRA. You know, you're not limited to the ones inside of the 401k. And it is important to, to mention that these are the types of things that we help families with every day and have been helping families with for the last 20 years. So if we can help with anything, if you want to bounce some ideas off of us, come in for that retirement lifestyle review, we'd be happy to see if we can help. 
Absolutely. And uh, again, that's the voice of Luke Van Abel. And he works with Sam Doolin and Andy Schooler at Dual Financial Strategies. That retirement lifestyle review can be yours at no cost, no obligation by giving a call to 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And uh, again, it's all about your retirement. All right, Sam, uh, your final thoughts on this show. It's been a good one and it's been very educational. Good show. Good information. Just give us a call. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to visit with you. Appreciate you every week. We'll be back here same time, same place. Talk to you soon. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.